Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to. Just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. Today, we're going to talk about mommy guilt. My guest is Atara Malak. Atara, welcome to the show. Hi, Michelle. I'm so glad to be here. I am uh, curious to see where our conversation here goes because I know so many women who struggle with the mommy guilt thing. So, First, to introduce you, you have been a coach and an advisor for women about the mommy girl subject for decades. Uh, You have a lot of experience in this field, and you've really got some unique ways that you help women to transform what they're dealing with. And, you know, you run group coaching, online programs, one-on-one. You really help working moms in all stages of their life to figure out how to succeed both at work whether it's in an office or in a home-based business and at home with family, because that is a tough balance to find. So true, um, Michelle. And the thing is that we don't really find the balance. Okay. Well, let's start there. What should the goal actually be? Because I, I, I think the mommy goal thing is because we all have in our heads, we need to be superwoman and do it all and do it all perfectly. So that clearly is is probably not achievable. What is? So remember that I'm talking from my personal experience of raising my six children as I built my practice, as I did my academic studies, as I, you know, did, you know, founded the parenting university. So I am talking really from my own struggles and also incorporating the feedback and the challenges and the triumphs that thousands of other working moms shared with me. Mm -hmm. The first part of my mom life, as my children were growing up, I bought in to the myth of work-life balance. And I found now, you know, being wise, 2020 hindsight, I find that that was one of the biggest, um, I, I invited that problem by buying into that because there is no, how do you balance? So tell me how you balance. How do you balance? I have no clue. Okay. A six kids at home or with chicken pox and you have clients who need you and you have a paper that you have to get in ASAP. Right. Otherwise, you're going to have to do the course again and mm. the bills to pay. And you might have a mother-in-law, sister-in-law, friends, a community, etc. Talk about your partner and also your me time, which is mm-hmm. non-existent. And you right. tell me where I am supposed to find balance. I'm supposed to find in the morning rush where they lost their shoe or they remember that they have a science project they forgot to tell me about. Oh, yeah. um, you know, like, it's, it's, I'm not even, you know, by the time it's eight in the morning, I am exhausted, frazzled, beat myself because I already screamed at one kid, shoved another out the door, uh, didn't sign a test and said, sorry, you'll learn next time to give it to me at night. 
and I'm in tears, and that's supposed to be balance? No, no, no. So you said what we should strive for. I have found that, and this is like a message to my younger self. You know, I mm-hmm. wish I would have known that. But you should know if somebody told me this, I wouldn't have listened. That's <laughs> Never. <laughs> I know that wherever I am, and that's something I'm proud of because this is not my type, and I work very hard on it. So mm-hmm. I see it as a tremendous achievement. But wherever I am, I should be there fully. You see, Mm. one of the things that tugged at me is wherever Mm. I was, I always felt I should be somewhere else. I was at work, so I was thinking, you know, about the kids at home. If it was a nice day, I should park with them. If it was a wintry day, I should be baking oatmeal cookies with them. And if I was at home, then I really should be taking care of stuff that had to get done at work. And I never was where I should be. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Even at home, when I was serving dinner, I really should be ironing. And when I was ironing, I should be playing with the baby and not putting him in the playpen. I never was where I was. Right. And what I find is something so rejuvenating, so amazing, so centering, is wherever I am, that is where I am. My phones are off right now. I will not answer any of my children or grandchildren that call right now, because right now I am with you, I am with me, I am with our audience. And when I am with them, I do not answer the phone, and I am 100% with them. And when we connect, Hmm. we're there there is a calmness, there is a satisfaction, and we rejuvenate our batteries. When we are never where we're supposed to be, we end up frazzled, exhausted, and I don't mind, I told you I'm going to be very raw and open, we are resentful and angry. Yes. Well, and that's the flip side of the mommy guilt that I think doesn't get talked about very much, is you end up resenting everything because you feel like you're failing everything. And it's such a simple thing, what you just shared, to to focus on just be present wherever you're at, because that is the thing that gets us, right? If we're working, we feel like we should be at home. If we're focused on the kids, we feel like we should be getting work done for clients. And it's just this cycle of never feeling like we're where we're supposed to be. But you know what allowed me to do that? I'll be honest with you. You know, so you ask yourself, okay, that sounds easier said than done, which by the way is true. (laughs) But I am not only passionate, I am practical. Mm -hmm. So when I tried to do that, it didn't really work because Mm -hmm. the truth is I should have taken them to the park and I wasn't spending enough quality time and Mm -hmm. the stuff at work was piling up. So I needed to find a method that worked. And I'm not embarrassed to tell you that I've been there and done that and tried so much. If you put in parenting on Amazon, you will find, and I, I, oh, I have a it's crazy. Wait, I have a it's screenshot, crazy. Michelle. I have a screenshot of 200,000. I kid you not. 200, I believe it. That's parenting. And then it, I have this on my online course. It is a screenshot of 200,000 parenting books. And I said, wow. And you know what? Each of the books I read and the methods I tried made me feel worse. Hmm. because now I knew I don't know how to give kids a real good time out and I'm not spending enough quality time and I don't Uh, have educational toys and I just felt even worse so I made a wish list and my wish list was to have a find a method that had three things in it one okay. okay one of them was a language that was easy not only for me because I think you'll agree with me that working moms need a lot of people to help them raise their children yes nanny the partner the older children the support grandma the babysitter the tutor the teacher the neighbor that you know when the kid comes you know gets on a free day and I have to go to work it's oh what do I do it's like a village that raises the child 
So I needed a parenting method that is easily recognizable. It can't be that I have this special language with my children, and 80% of the time they're with other people that have no clue what I'm talking about. That was the first thing. The second thing is I needed something that I would be able to um, decide how to do it because uh, nobody likes being told what to do, and I truly That's believe true. That parents, moms are the biggest experts on their children. We might not know what to do, but we know what needs to be done. I might not know how to get there, but I know that this child is shy and needs right. a little more, you know, time. This yeah. child is too aggressive and needs me to polish his rough corners. Mm-hmm. I know that as a mom. I just yeah. don't know how to do it. Yeah, so I absolutely. A program that doesn't tell you you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, and I have to stick the kids into yes. that whether they like oh, you know nice ball. And so many of them work I, that way. Wait, and the third thing, and hey, yeah. I'll tell you what I did. You'll be so proud. And the third thing was because we're working moms, mm-hmm. I wanted the same skills to be able to be just as effective at work as it is at home. Because think about this. Huh. Usual parenting is on page 117, how to get your toddler to eat carrots. Right. Page 25, how to potty train your um, uncooperative three-year-old. And that mm-hmm. between both of us is not very helpful with your sales team and in the boardroom. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and yet, we don't have time to be an expert at work and an expert at home. So I was mm-hmm. looking and looking for this method, didn't find it. You know what I did? I created it. That is really an interesting perspective. I've never thought about the parenting versus, you know, the, the work relationships in quite that way. Exactly. So it's in my new book, which is called The Working Mother's GPS. Uh And and here I'll tell you how I ticked off my wish list. It's based on the three colors of the traffic light. Mm -hmm. I call it green, love, go, red, authority, no, and yellow, trust, slow. Because think Mm -hmm. about it. Anybody all over the world, Paris, New York, Tokyo, California, Florida, when you see red, you stop, yes. you know, from the three-year-old who holds your hand to the right. little driver. When you see green, I mean, check, look around you, but press on the gas. Mm-hmm. And yellow, uh-uh-uh, you have to check to see if you have to stop or if you can make the light. That's, and, that's yeah. a great common symbolism to use because you're right. Everybody speaks that language. That is a language everyone understands. So in parenting, I realized that we need the three components of love, authority, and slow. Okay. So that was the one thing that everybody knows. It can be your mother-in-law, it can be the nanny. They all know that red is stop and green is go. You don't have to explain and, and convince. Then the second part to it is I want to be the boss. I want to decide for each child how mm-hmm. much and when to use. Right. So once they understand the three components, it's up to a mother to decide, hey, if I'm in a rush now and I have to get out, I'm going to use the green because I want everyone to be in a good mood. And this is not a time to start introducing new boundaries and rules. No, no. I'll do that at a quiet time when I'm around and I'm focused. Not when I have to be on a plane in an hour. Not happening. You understand? And if it is a time that I have the whole summer vacation ahead of me, that's a time to introduce new responsibilities and create independence for children when I want to see them grow in their responsibility and maturity. But I decide that. So here was you understand the components, you decide 
how often and which color you want to use. And I have a chapter in every single um, color in my book mm-hmm. on how to use the exact same yeah. skills at work. So that's an interesting idea. Okay, can you give us an example of how you would translate one from kids to work situations? Sure. So um, I call this when then. When then. And this is to create responsibility. So your seven-year-old is complaining you're the horriblest mother. There's no such word, but children create very many words. Yes. (laughs) You're the horriblest mother because you make me go to sleep earlier than everybody else in the whole class. Oh, you've never heard that before, right? So, okay. So our bedtime, our designated bedtime is 7, but she wants me to move it to 7.30. So I do when, then. When I see that you get up in the morning without me waking you up 15 times, you're able to get dressed and be down for breakfast happily before the bus comes, then we can try the bedtime at 7.30 and... If you're not too tired and mm-hmm. you continue getting up and being okay in the morning, then I think you earned that. So okay. it's when, then. And if you take that same exact skill mm-hmm. in the workplace, and if somebody in your team wants more responsibility or they want to take over the communication with a very important client, I might say, when I see that you're great at the follow-up, I'm just, you know, inventing this as we go along, thinking out loud, um, you know, with the other clients, and I mm-hmm. see that, you know, every email is answered within 24 hours, and I get a report at the end of the week with any problems and how you solve them, then, that's the when, then I think it would be a good idea to give you client XYZ and see how you do with that. See? Same gotcha. Thing. Gotcha. I, I can see where that would be a more useful approach to a lot of challenges that moms run into because I, I see how you can use it both places. Very cool. Yeah. So what made you decide to create this system and put it out there? Like a lot of times we solve a problem for ourselves and it just kind of, it's our solution. You actually went really big with this to create Parenting University and get the book out there. What inspired you to do that? I'll tell you, I felt like a fraud. It was mommy guilt. Okay. <laughs> Why? See, I was a, you know, a popular keynote speaker and a very sought after therapist where people thought, oh, look at Atara. She has her six children. She has her private practice. She's traveling, um, giving workshops. She has everything under control. And between me and you, absolutely not. Mm. I found myself crying in taxis, on planes, and in hotel rooms telling myself, I did not sign up for this. Yeah. This is not what I wanted. So first I felt really like a fraud that there they are all admiring me, wishing they could be like me. And I didn't wish I was me. Right. So I said, you know what? I have to find a better way and really love what I'm doing. Love to be home when I'm home mm-hmm. and love to be out when I'm out. Once I did that, I felt guilty that I'm not sharing it with others that were still <laughs> stressy. It's all guilt. All guilt. <laughs> I wish I could tell you I'm altruistic and I know. And I said, how if there's something so simple? Right. So powerful. So at first I began with small groups. I wanted to see, you know, maybe it's just something I like. But when I saw how they responded and how people's lives were transformed, but, you know, I didn't write the book 10 years ago, not 20 years ago, Michelle, because what's in the book is really a revised plan. 
Mm -hmm. See, I went according to the road analogy. That's why it's called the Working Mother's GPS. GPS stands for a guide to parenting success. GPS. Gotcha. And in the book, because of the feedback that I received from so many working moms, mm -hmm. I added two things that I didn't have in my original plan. One of them I call bumps in the road because they came back telling me, Atara, and I'll give you an example, mm -hmm. um, your idea worked, but uh-uh, it didn't work either in the morning or with my daughter or with two of my children or when I was tired or whatever it was. And so I thought about it and incorporated it. That's oh. the thing. Okay. And the second thing I did was put in something I call speed tactics. And that is just like, you know, um, it's a very nice idea. And we have all these three colors, but sometimes you just need like a Band-Aid to just put on and be able to go. Yes. So when I felt that I had enough of the feedback incorporated in my plan, I was ready to share it with the world. I love that. That's great that you kind of did the uh, the testing of it and, and saw, because that goes right back to what you said was criteria number two for you of you needed something you could decide how it would work with all of your kids. So getting that feedback from other moms, I'm sure was helpful. I know I've lost count of when my kids were little, how many systems I tried for things like chores. And I remember that was always the struggle I ran into was it works really well for this one. It doesn't work at all for this one. It kind of works for this one and finding something that worked for all of them with their different personalities was like mind bogglingly difficult. So I'm sure you hear that a lot from, from clients and from people you're working with is that same frustration of my kids are all different. They don't fit in this box. And not only that, we are different. I, I don't need to make things more complex, Michelle. That's true. But I am different. You know, when I, when I was in my early 20s, I raised my children different than in my late 30s, even though, you know, I'm the same person. So I, they had different mothers. My oldest and my youngest, I mean, I'm not proud to say this, but, or maybe I am because I evolved, but they had different moms. And I, I'm not embarrassed to say that I am different at times when I'm very stressed out. I'm not eating enough. I'm not sleeping enough. I'm worried about financials. I'm worried, whatever. I am not the same mom as when things are, you know, going smoothly and I have all the patience in the world. So it's not only our children who are different. We, we are different. Yeah, that's incredibly true. So I know we probably have people listening who are thinking, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Um, going through all those stressful things, what advice would you give people who feel like they have all those things piled up on them and they're, they're not even themselves because they're, they are stressed out and they are reacting differently? Where do you start to fix that? Um, so if you um, think into it, I'll tell you one thing not to do and okay. one you do okay um and it's the same thing i do with mommy guilt that's why i'm connecting to what you said mm, i spent decades buying into either mommy guilt is terrible so you have to like deny it ignore it and say i'm also my own person and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. or mommy guilt is indication that i'm not okay both of those are not true. The way I see mommy guilt now is as a light. Think of it as a flashlight. Mm -hmm. And it is shining light on an area that I feel needs attention. Mm, okay. So think about this. When somebody comes feeling miserable, I usually divide it into three categories. I know that we're all different. We're all unique. And there are hundreds of thousands of working moms. I mean, millions of them actually in the world. Right. And each can write their own story. 
But let me ask if this resonates with you, because this is what I found, and I'd love to hear your opinion, that mommy guilt falls into three main, I mean, there are so many subcategories, categories, either feeling bad for things I could have, should have, and haven't done. You know, I should have said a bedtime story, and I should have been calmer with them, and I should have sent her to a different school, and I should have let her start piano and ballet at five, and blah, 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 blah. It's about feeling guilty how I spend my time now, mm-hmm. if I enjoy being at work more, if I want to do yoga, if I want to go out with a friend, if I want to go to sleep. You know, mothers tell me that they sit in their cars reading something or listening to a podcast because they don't want to start yep. the, the, the evening rush and they're feeling guilty that they don't want to be home, yeah. okay? And the third kind of guilt is about our parenting skills and our how you know housework skills. Like I'm not calm enough, mother. I am not a patient enough, mother. I don't know how to discipline my kids. I just let them you know give them screen time and a bunch of McNuggets, and I, you know I don't have time for anything. And I, so we feel guilty about the skills we feel we should have, and that we don't have the time or the inclination to invest in. So what I do is, I ask myself two questions. What am I feeling mommy guilt about? Like, which of these three categories? And then I ask myself, and what can I do about it now? And mm-hmm. what I do with that is I connect it to something either green, red, or yellow, mm-hmm. one of my um, colors, and I find a solution. And you know, it's like when the chocolate milk spills, if you have the wipes to wipe it up and you have another bottle of milk, you're good. That's all. So I don't try to fix it. I try to use it. Hmm. I try to make that shine a light and motivate me and enlighten me and give me the self-awareness on where I feel I could be doing something different. And if I can, I do. That sounds so simple, but I can see where that would really make a difference because you're putting yourself back in control of how you respond to that guilt feeling. Can I use an analogy that women might connect to? Sure. You know that uh, the Lamaze method of natural childbirth? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I, me too. <laughs> now, do you know that, you know, years and years ago, they just, you know, gave um, mothers who were in, in labor just some kind of medication and they were out and they woke them up and oh, you had a boy, you had a girl, right? <laughs> Today, we are taught to use the pain and the contractions for a certain kind of breathing. And then when they need us to push, we do. Mm-hmm. It's an indication of what we need to do, correct? Yeah. I use guilt the same way. It's painful, but it's indication of what I need to do to create that life. Hmm. That's a great perspective shift. So think of it like a flashlight. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All right. So, you know, while we're on the the subject of of practical things people can do and change, if you've got somebody who really is struggling with and has bought into that work-life balance, what's something that they can do right now that would start to help them see a different result at work and at home? So I'm going to use one of my favorite um, actionables because you don't need, I'll tell you why I like it most, you don't even have to know the program or understand all the three colors to okay. be able to, uh, you know, implement it. So I'm giving this as like the cherry on top before they open the book or get into the online program, because this is something you can do at both at home and at work. And I call this catching your child doing something good. Okay. Slash even noticing unintentional good behavior. So let me tell you about oh. that. Yeah. Okay. Good. 
So as parents and working moms, we usually cram all our parenting into the few minutes we have. We feel that we have to raise our children like in 27 minutes a day. Right. That's what I have. So I like, you know, put it away. Don't speak with food in your mouth. Be nice to your sister. Do not that, 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 that. And I'm giving, I'm picking off. I want, you know, heart, the values, and I want them to grow to be contributing healthy, wonderful adults. And there's, we lose a lot. We lose the connection and the love and the process and the just being. Mm -hmm. So instead of catching them doing something wrong, which is usually what we do, you know, stop that, get your feet off the phone, table, close your I say, how about a treasure hunt of catching your child doing something Mm -hmm. good? And the analogy I use is even a broken clock is right two minutes a day. If it's stuck on 10 Oh, five, eight, five PM for two minutes a day. It might not work the rest of the 24 hours, but it is right. Catch it when it's doing something right. And I find that when we shift our focus to catch a kid doing something like, hi, Dylan, I know that you don't like rice and I prepared it the second time, you know, the minute rice and you did not complain. I really appreciate that. Now, he might have been thinking about something else and chewing gum. That's why he didn't complain. And that's why I say even if it's unintentional. Right. You know, if we're going to sit around waiting for him to clean his room, he might go to college before then. Like, don't yeah. sit around. But unintentional good stuff, like a kid reading a book, and then I say, you know, I noticed you didn't fight with your brother all after. Right. <laughs> that's not what he meant. But I catch them doing something good. Now, like that. translate that to work. Yeah, I realize you came on time. I realize you put the report on my desk, you know, a day ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I realize that you took over for Kathy, even though it wasn't your call or whatever it was. When we catch people around us doing something good, it transforms the entire um, environment and the interaction. But I'll add something even more to all the wonderful working moms. This is my message that I'm imparting to you. How about? catching yourself doing something good. Wow. As working moms, we usually do the exact opposite. How do yeah. we end our day? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. Yep. Nope. Give yourself green. Mm-hmm. I was quiet when I, instead of being sarcastic, I gave them a hug when all I wanted to do was lock myself in my room and threaten I'm never going to come out again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so many things and I, and I didn't or I did catch myself doing something good, which is going to make the biggest difference in the way we feel about ourselves and about our mothering. That is huge. That really is. Uh, that, that, wow. I have to add that to the daily routine for sure, because you're right. That is the opposite of what we tend to do, especially at the end of the day. It's this checklist in our heads of, everything we either didn't get done that we wanted to get done or everything we feel like we should have done better or could have done differently. It's this list of regrets that just adds to the guilt. I love the idea of instead focusing on what did you actually do right that went well, that even if they're the little things like you said, you didn't lock yourself in the room and threaten not to come out (laughs) because we all have those moments where, you know, you get overwhelmed. Um, that's a that's a great way to flip it. And it's funny, I've never thought about flipping it that way. One of the things that I say all the time, whether it's working with clients or people in your team or your kids, people live up to expectations. And if you set good expectations for them and believe in them, find the positive things, like you're saying, that 
broken clock is right at least twice a day, um, that, that it does help people change and grow into a better version of themselves. But it's different when you think about applying that to yourself. So true. Uh, that's a great way to look at it. So tell me more about Parenting University and how you turned all of this into the business that you run today. So um, I wrote my book, which was just published in April. And what I prepared for Working Moms, which I feel is the best way to do it, is my online program, Mm -hmm. which I have lifetime access to. And I find that, you know, sometimes we have a weekend where we want to cram everything in. And at other times we need, you know, I start something and I have two months that are heavy and I want to get back to it and I want to remind myself. So I feel that it's only fear. You know, I've, I've signed up for so many programs and you have like six months or 12 months. I said, nope, you're a mother forever. I love that. Used when the children are two, 20 and 60. We're mothers forever. Well, and that's such a great example of really understanding your audience and the people that you, you have as ideal clients, because when I heard that, I went, oh, that totally makes sense. Because yeah, it, life is chaotic and hectic, and I don't know for sure if I'm going to get through the whole thing this week or a year from now, so that's fantastic. fine, <laughs> and they're short videos with the workbook. Uh-huh. You can use it. You can put it aside. You can come back. It, you can replay it and you know what I find that we use the colors differently as we grow as our children grow we come back so much more. did you ever read a book like I read Gone with the Wind three times and each time I did I connected to a different yes like the classics when you read something or you experience something even when you go visit Paris or someplace when you're 15 it's different than when you're 30 or when you're 40 and I feel this is the same thing so my online program is I think the winner because a book is information and inspiration but you know what a program does it's implementation right you hear my voice I answer your questions. You have, you know, the capability of writing me an email and getting an answer, and I'm there with you. And I prepared something special for your audience. Oh, awesome. Yes, a bonus. Okay. All they have to do is go to buy GPS now bonus. Okay. W buy GPS now bonus with the word bonus. Okay. And they get a bonus that also is going to be lifetime access, the value of $97, because I am applauding the commitment of saying, you know, Tara, I'm exhausted. I don't, I, I don't even believe that anything can help me at this point. I've, I've tried everything, but you know what? I will hope. I will try. I don't give up and I don't give in. And that is something I want to gift. That is something I want to respond to. That is something I want to applaud. Yeah, you know, it it takes both self-awareness and courage to reach out and say, you know what, (laughs) what I'm doing right now isn't working. I want to try something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. All right, so you guys heard the URL by gpsnowbonus.com. We will put that in the show notes uh, somewhere near where you are listening or watching the podcast today. And you can find more about Atera also at, let me make sure I get this URL correct, it is themommyguiltexpert.com. 
And I want to also invite you them to go on the mommyguiltexpert.com. They get two free bonuses that they do not have to invest in. Okay. One of them is the sneak peek of my book, almost 60 pages of a free download of the green color. So if they're not ready to invest yet or they want just to taste what it's like, perfect. And the second free gift I call the one minute mother because we don't have time. And very okay. many people, you know, it's not the right time now, and I don't have time. And I'm so everyone has 60 seconds. And I give them a one page of how to create wonderful, loving memories in 60 seconds. So the mommyguiltexpert.com, you get it right there for free. Use it, enjoy it, and create wonderful memories. I love that. Okay, so you heard it here. Get your free one-minute mother guide, and you can find that at the themommyguiltexpert.com. Oh, wow. I, I'm going to have to go check that one out and, uh, and see what's in there. Everybody does have one minute, 60 seconds that you can make happen. So um, let's see. In, in closing, I've got two more questions for you here. First, what's your favorite part? about what you do in business now? So if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago, I most probably would have told you my travels. I, I was lucky enough to meet so many people around the globe. Yeah. But um, lately what I've been finding is that my excitement comes not from geographic, um, you know, travels and um, excitement, but from the awe really, and the inspiration I get from seeing working moms transform their lives. Many of them are single moms. Mm -hmm. Many of them are working um, like with blended families and have very difficult, exhausting family dynamics. Mm -hmm. And I see someone, despite everything in her background, in her, you know, environment with her um, extended family, Mm -hmm. make a change and create something positive, I'm blown away. That is something that I never get tired of, thing I enjoy most. I can imagine. Uh, That's got to be a great feeling to know that you're having that type of effect, not just for the moms out there, but their entire family really is being transformed by learning what you're sharing. That's awesome. All right. And my other question would be, what is the biggest thing that you would want somebody to take away from listening to this interview today? Can I choose two? Sure. Not the biggest? Can I make it? (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. (laughs) Because that would be, that would take too much time for me to decide why. So here's my, I'll connect with a long run-on sentence. Okay. So the takeaway or the message would be, embrace your mommy guilt because it's there to show you how you can enjoy being a happier mom, raising loving kids. Mm -hmm. So don't ignore it. Don't run away from it. Learn from it, embrace it and use it. And the second part that's not any less important is the perfect time is now because I know myself, I'm a perfectionist. I'm a type A personality. And when I want to start doing something, I need everything to be perfect. So I'll first, you know, finish that project, get this done, finish this. You know what happens? Never happens. Mm. So I have found that the perfect time is now. Start now. It's like Nike says, just do it. <laughs> and when you start it, you create momentum and energy that just, just changes your world and the world of those around you. So, so that's my very, very wise advice. Embrace the mommy guilt. Let it help you 
create that life that you really want, the feelings you really want to have, the family that you want. And uh, yeah, now is the best time for something. And, and right now, actually, while you're listening, is a great time to go grab the 60-second, 60, 60 one-minute <laughs> guide from Matera. Again, you can find her at themommyguiltexpert.com. And for those of you who are listening who are parents or mothers or fathers, uh, send that link to a mom in your life who you know struggles with mom guilt the same way the rest of us do. And uh, I'm sure she will thank you for sharing that with her. So check the website out and send your friends there so that they can can learn a little bit different perspective that may make a huge difference for them in their lives. Atara, thank you so much for your time today and for coming on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Absolutely. For those of you listening, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you back again soon for another episode.